Well, hello there. It's time for another weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Saturday to you. Oh, yes. It is the weekend. The weekend is upon us. Do you have anything special to do on the weekend? Like uh, maybe mow the, mow the lawn or weed the grass or something very domestic? Sleeping. No, really. Sleep. <laughs> Sleeping is well, a good thing. Well, you know, a, ma- <laughs> uh, a nap is on the schedule somewhere. I just haven't figured out where I'm going to yes. ink it in. You have to it's f- probably when I sit down on the chair, cross my legs, and go... Now, usually what happens, Bill, with me is uh, it'll happen when I am thinking, I've got to see the ending of this movie. I've and got to see the ending of this movie. You're forcing yourself... I gotta stay awake. I want to see the ending of this movie, and the next thing you know, you're into the next uh, the sh- the next show or something. It's just, uh, the, that happens. It does. It really is yes, frustrating. It do. Anyway, a lot of things going on um, in in the world. You know this this leak thing that the news is trying to make a big deal out of. Uh, it's too convenient, too packaged uh, for my. My, you know, for my uh, liking, don't you? Th- don't you feel the same way? Yeah, I think everybody does. I mean, uh, it's too convenient with what he's a twenty, twenty-one year old kid. It's yeah. Discord. That's another thing. So he's a gamer. You know, he's he's uh, killing time. He's a, a National Guard reservist. It means he's not on base all the time. So how in the hell did he have access? I have no to idea. Top secret uh, information. Anyway, that's clue number one. Clue number two. Yeah, it's Discord. Uh, clue number three is, you know, he's 20, but they're trying to make out this MAGA gun loving guy thing. I think that they are circling the wagons to create an, a story to rope in MAGA people and rope in Trump some more well, to a story that's not true. They said the guy is a gun lover. He's a, a gun lover. Like that's a crime. It like, is in their minds. Wow. You know what? The other thing I was thinking about, and absolutely nobody is talking about this, is are they going to go after the people that he was communicating with? Let's say there's a bunch of people in the U.S. who were receiving that information. Aren't they part of the same problem? Shouldn't they be arrested too? Well, yes, they should be. But perhaps some of the people that he was talking to and disseminating the information to uh, were actually CIA plants to rope-a-dope, as they say, bring him in so they mm-hmm. could set him up. You know, and these are files that they were going, yeah, they are classified. They're top-secret files, and they're, they're jaw-droppers. But I got to believe that this was stuff that kind of the public was already onto. We just didn't have the goods, so they were going, all right, the lid's going to blow off of this kettle, you know, this pressure cooker anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's diffuse it right now. Let's take that evidence, throw it out there, give it to this guy, and then we can manipulate the story and blame it on somebody else entirely to get you off of the damage of the story and onto that. Look at these guys did. Can you believe? Well, you know that that's amazing. Bill. Security. You hear nothing about the lies that he uncovered. You hear nothing about the lies that were told to us. We were told that the Ukrainians were winning the war. We were mm-hmm. told that uh, the Russians were having major problems. Uh, and it appears that that whole storyline was fabricated. That uh, yeah. in reality, like I said yesterday, they said 
that we were, they were losing seven Ukrainian soldiers for every one Russian. I mean, that's, you don't win a war that way. But now, today, are all these propaganda stories out there. Well, these brave Ukrainians, these, these brilliant uh, Ukrainian soldiers, self-taught and trained, by the way, yes. just so you know, yes, of course. has taken out uh, the elite Russian military. Uh, you know, and they've taken out this and this and this and this hardware. I also find it funny in the news, it came up yesterday, it's down in, I believe it's one of the cities in uh, Louisiana. There was a truck coming from Houston uh, hauling, you know, a pretty beat up was- Russian, one of their premier tanks, but it was pretty mm-hmm. beat up. And what the hell is this Russian tank doing in the United States? You know, and you can't find the driver because they went to go get a, their truck broke down in Louisiana. Like, I wow. work this here so I can sit there and go get another rig to tow this thing. Nobody knows who owns that tank. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, is this going to be um, the backdrop, this tank, for another stupid story that they're going to, you know, put out there? Yeah. You know, is, is it a photo op for somebody? Well, uh, the biggest story yesterday that should have been talked about everywhere and was ignored was the Cy Hirsch story when he said that he has uncovered facts that point to uh, Zelensky stealing $400 million of money that we had given to the Ukraine for fuel. Right. And nobody is talking about that. So where is that money? Of course, it's in an account that we can't touch that Zelensky has, and we will protect him to the end. And if Zelensky has money, mm-hmm. and then you had all that uh, that cryptocurrency that was contributions that were to go to the Ukraine that ended up in Democratic election coffers. Remember that? Yep. Yep. You know, so you so got that money. Is, is anything we're being told truthful? No, I, I think that this whole war and all this money that we did was nothing more than an elaborate payoff to Zelensky for, uh, you know, helping uh, certain parties out to uh, get campaign funds. That's what I think. I also heard that, and this was from uh, a legal expert, a former retired general, who said that we are absolutely unprepared to fight a war on two fronts, meaning Russia and China. Funny you should say that, because uh, just overnight, uh, Russia has ordered their fleet uh, to be combat ready, and we're talking about the Pacific Fleet. Right. Well, who would be involved? Oh, wait, that, that would actually probably be the fleet that would be defending them against the United States. And it was so, interesting. You made an interesting point. Whenever they talk about the Russian Navy, uh, the media, our media, will show a 40-year-old destroyer or a 50-year-old destroyer. And from what we and I've been, I think their their navy is fairly sophisticated right now. Yeah, it is. You know, they show uh, they show an Akula class uh, submarine, pretty bad butt submarine from Russia. Now they show it; it's got rust on it. Well, you know what? I can sit there and take you down to uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and some pretty recent U.S. ships before they got repainted, mm-hmm. and uh, I can take some pictures that make them look bad because. That is something you run into. You're going to get the rust and stuff, and you got to get the crews out there to scrape it and repaint it and everything. But the Akula-class uh, submarine, pretty deadly submarine, and that was hey. the one that we didn't we didn't really 
know that they were going to make. And that thing is double hauled. I also have two words for you: Photoshop. Oh okay. yeah, it is a tool used by the media. They can, yeah, they, they can paint the rust on there. Exactly. exactly. Make you think, ah, oh, they're dilapidated because they're trying to do that. Well, don't worry about it. that's number one a double hauled ship. Mm-hmm. And number two, and that outer hull is a thin hull. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the one that's inside that you got to worry about, and it's what they got inside. Now that particular submarine has technology, and which is interesting because this was built or conceived in 1985, but technology that allows them to where they can measure the currents in the ocean, you know, around where ships are, Mm -hmm. and they can tell what kind of ship it is, what it's doing and what it's up to. In other words, you know, it's not a guy listening to the, you know, sonar, the uh, propeller screws and trying to say, well, that's a so-and-so ship. This is a piece of equipment that knows exactly what it is and probably can give you the bearings on it. That means they had to get close to pretty much every ship in our fleet to record it. Well, yesterday, it and you and I talked about uh, the B-52, and mm-hmm. the B-52 is a 70-year-old airplane, but yet it really isn't because they have taken these planes and they've reskinned them. That means they've taken all the metal off it, all the rivets off it, all they've kept is the shell, the right. the, the bare bones, and they've rebuilt these these uh, airplanes. They've got the analog cabling out and put in digital cabling. They've got it's a different airplane. You get in a B fifty two today as opposed to a B fifty two in nineteen fifty two, and it's really not the same airplane. I mean, it resembles no. it from the outside, but they're far more sophisticated. And I would I would suggest that uh, these Russian submarines that were maybe designed in 1985, have been rebuilt and refitted too. And you can't just think, well, they haven't done anything to them in 40 years, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can bring those ships in. Like I said, you scrape them, you clean them, uh, get the barnacles off, you repaint them, you put them back out there. And, you know, yeah, ships probably have a certain life. Like the Nimitz, they're dismantling that ship now. They're taking all the components out. It's decommissioned. I think it was a first-in-its-class of a nuclear aircraft carrier for us. But, you know, the simple fact is everything has a life, but they're components that can be reused. Um, We have aircraft out there that uh, supposedly it was in the developmental stages and then, uh, well, people found out about it, so we quit doing it. But, you know, like the the X-44. Well, the X-44 is a pretty sophisticated uh, jet. As a matter of fact, uh, what is it, the uh, the SR-1 spy plane? Mm Mm-hmm. It, it can out surpass that. 71? But, or 71, yeah, that's yeah. it. But anyway, this this particular jet can outdo that. Now, I think it only gets up to Mach 2 or 3, but it's how quickly it gets there and what it can do. Not only does it have stealth technology, but the plane is invisible. And you're going, oh, there's no th- such thing as invisible. But these people that were on a Norwegian fishing boat one day saw this weird plane, and they got pictures of it. And then, you know, the Navy or the Air Force quickly came back and said, oh, it was a, a drone, an experimental drone. And then they said they've dumped it. They've dumped it. They did away with it. No, what they did is they came back and they put reflective screens on the top of the plane and the bottom of the screen and reverse cameras up and down. So the cameras on the top side take a picture of the sky. sky right. 
and that is shown on the bottom, so it looks like you're looking straight through the plane. Yeah. And then the cameras on the bottom side do that, you know, for the top side. So when you fly over, you're just seeing straight down at the ground. When you're going radar, what about radar? This particular thing has a way to suck up the radar and disseminate a new false signal going back. And so it is, you know, without saying it's totally invisible, it is as invisible as invisible can be to the and naked eye saying, and to the technical but, eye. But they're denying that it's in the fleet, right? They're saying that uh, they have... Well, they deny it, but there's pictures of it. So now they're going, yeah, yeah, we're developing that. And they've armed it with, with weaponry and technology, and it can be flown as a drone with an AI in it to where it does everything. It lands itself, it takes off, it does everything it, you want it to do. Okay, so getting back to this 21-year-old Jack Texera, okay, the mm -hmm. the kid from Massachusetts who's in the Air National Guard who had all those top secrets, and I don't know how he would have gotten them. I just, that's, that is beyond me. How does a an airman at Otis Air Force Base in on Cape Cod have access to the highest secrets in our government? I mean, he was sending around files about uh, uh, our uh, military strength and our weaknesses and what the Russians were doing. And, and I'm thinking someone had to, had to be feeding him this information. Yeah, and, you know, are the strengths that we mentioned that we have, are they really the real strengths? Or is that the propaganda in the news story? And what we were doing is using this whole thing as a multifaceted thing. Number one, it's a setup. This kid is part of a big elaborate setup, and he just doesn't know it, to get MAGA and Trump. And then the other thing is, is to let Russia know, we know what's going on. And, you know, we'll tip our hat on a few things, yeah, but we're going to tip our hat and some other stuff, too, to kind of scare them. I don't think so, but it is kind of ironic that Russia now is on the high alert, and, uh, you know, the word is they're there to impress uh, China because they are going to be doing this uh, uh, joint exercise, war readiness exercise, mm -hmm. and they're doing they want it done in this month. Well, who are they getting ready to go to war with? They, you don't do that kind of exercise to make sure your fleet and all of your uh, China your hardware is ready. My my opinion, China is going to go into Taiwan, and yeah. and I think what they're they're figuring is if if we stand to our pledge, stand by our pledge. Uh, we are going to go to the side of Taiwan in their defense. I, I have my doubts. I truly have my doubts that Biden is going to go to war with his his friends. And when well, I'm not, I'm not talking about the Taiwan. I'm talking about his friends in Beijing. But are there people that uh, are in the government that want the war? Be damned, whatever Biden says. Forget Biden. You know, what what does the rest of the administration democratically want to do? And the Mitch McConnells and oh. you know the Lindsey Graham's. Well, Mitch do we is, want to go to war well, with him. Mitch is out of the out of the picture right now. He's, I guess there's talk that he's going to be leaving. Believe it or not, I'll, I'll mention that in a few minutes. But uh, Lindsey Graham hasn't seen a war or a potential war that he doesn't want to be involved with. I mean, he mm -hmm. literally wants our soldiers going to war with China over Taiwan. 
And, and I keep saying to myself, wait a second, why? Why are we getting involved with Taiwan? Now they say, oh, microchips. My suggestion is we have the brains over here. Uh, put the money that you would invest in that war, put it into factories to build your own microchips over here, your own uh, whatever here. They were, they were in, I guess they were an expert uh, country in making uh, microchips and well, actually, yeah, I believe there is technology that's uh, being generated here now, microchip technology. Uh, I forget what state it is. It might be Texas. Um, but we are bringing things over here. And that didn't start in the past two years with Biden. That no. was begun a long time ago, just like the plane that I mentioned, everything that's going on that we have. We have some pretty sophisticated weaponry out there. That was put into place back around 2017, 2018, for it to come to fruition at this yeah. point. If we're at war, the population is distracted. I mean, mm -hmm. if, we, if we go to war with China, if we go to war over Taiwan, if Russia is involved, uh, we are going to be a stressed-out society. We are. We're, as it is right now, by the way, I think we're yeah. I was going to say we're, we're stressed pretty, out right yeah, now to the but max. I, what, but I mean, if 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 suddenly we're in an active shooting war with these countries, uh, I think we are going to be on the edge of a nationwide nervous breakdown because uh, I don't think people want to go to war with Russia or China, and I do think that if you go to war with these countries, you risk uh, a nuclear conflagration. You know, and. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I think they want this in Washington because there's so much wrong happening. There's so much, there's so much they're doing that is absolutely wrong. And if you are totally distracted by war, you're not going to see what they're doing wrong. Do you know? Uh, all of a sudden, you'll start hearing about maybe about a victory over here or a victory over there, and it may not be an actual victory, but it will distract you. If that makes any sense at all to you, do you know what I'm saying, Bill? I think that no, it does, and it also makes sense too. They can use the war as a way. They've divided America. Now they can you know, reunite us under a redirected umbrella to reunite under. Right there, yeah, yeah. like World War II was for uh, the Democrats. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you know they're going to reimage, reface themselves, and pull it all in and drag it over to well, I'm going to say to the left. You know, because we have to go that way because of the war and this and that. And um, it ultimately, no matter what happens, this is not going to be the same America that you grew up in. Right. Whether we go to war or don't go to war, it's going to be a different America. You may as well, you know, uh, get, you know, get comfortable with the tune because that's the tune that, you know, the trumpets are blowing unless we do something that can change all of this. Are we, are we at a point to where we could stop? You know what's going on in it with Taiwan and China and with Russia and well, the Ukraine? Yeah, we are, but we'd have to start right now. I just don't know whether we have a, a, a horse in the race in the China-Taiwan situation. Well, you know, the, the other thing that we can do is we can, you know, I hate to say it for the Taiwanese, but, you know, China wants Taiwan with the semiconductors and everything else that they offer. Uh, they will have a stronghold on technology and a certain amount of power that goes with it. Uh, but we still have the capabilities of sitting there and 
doing the same thing ourselves under our flag and umbrella. Right. So maybe that is the solution right now to say, you know what, let's recruit uh, the best guys in this industry. Let's build this industry. Let's take it to the next level, which America is actually good at. Yeah. Saying, okay, let's. Oh, you think that recipe is good? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to kick this up a couple notches. Let's get it under our umbrella. Let's get America back on track. And let's take back things that we are good at and make the jobs and technology happen here. You know, that was done in the nuclear industry. I remember when that was a growing thing. They were recruiting people because they didn't have anybody that had any experience. Yeah. So all you needed to do is have a high school diploma, and they would train you. You no, know, what worries me, Bill, is we don't have – I don't think we have a military right now strong enough to win uh, a, a, a multi-front war. I don't think we I, – I think there have been times in our recent past when we did have that uh, kind of military, when Trump was in office – he had a strong military, but you know a lot of those soldiers have retired because of the wokeness. And we put in different soldiers, and you know maybe that's where the AI comes in, to where you put in a military grade AI. But uh, you know that scares the hell out of me too. But maybe, it is something that we have to think about. Maybe we have it, and we just don't know about it. Yeah, uh, but the, yeah, with with the wokeism that's going on, uh, it, it's crazy. Another interesting thing, uh, I want to play this today. I promised it yesterday. Uh, we just got through a pandemic, and we just had the announcement last week that it was officially over. The administration came out with an official announcement that the pandemic was done. All the emergencies, all of the uh, special subsidies and things like that that were involved with the pandemic have now ended. We're, we're finished. But... Biden wants to give authority to the WHO, the World Health Organization, wants to give authority to literally uh, close down our country, to put us in lockdown. If they deem fit. If they deem fit. Up until now, it's been our Congress, our president, the power has rested in Washington for this to happen. But... The, what the what the WHO wants is to take 194, I think it's 194, I could be wrong, 100, yeah, 194 nations to give up their sovereignty to the WHO so they can then say the world is in lockdown and everybody has to lock down. And, and if, if you control the WHO, you control the world. Absolutely. I want to uh, play for you uh, Michelle Bachman was on, uh, I I think she was on with Steve Bannon in War Room, and they were talking about this. Michelle Bachman was, uh, she was a former representative from Minnesota. A lot of people w- will remember her. Very articulate. She's now a dean uh, at Regent University. Listen. Have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO if you have been vaccinated or tested properly then you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which clogged the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved 
G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard and we will submit into the next World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. So hopefully for the next pandemic, we can still see some movement of the people, some movement of the goods, and movement of the economy. We're exactly where we were last year. We had a one-year reprieve, thank God, thanks to a few little small African countries like Botswana, who resisted at the meeting in the last week of May in Geneva, Switzerland in 2022. Otherwise, we already would have created this platform for global governance for the WHO. That didn't happen because essentially what this is, uh, the Biden administration is trying to push all 194 nations to give up their sovereignty on health care, which is really just give up your sovereignty to the World Health Organization. Then as we've been under emergency powers for three years in the United States, it was just finally lifted. Uh, Joe Biden signed that. Now Joe Biden wants us to give up the right to declare an emergency to the World Health Organization. And so this clip that you just played was the Indonesian foreign minister saying in Bali last November that the G20, the B20, they've all gotten together. They've all agreed that we're going to offer amendments at the World Health Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland, that would change the World Health Organization from an advisory body to actually a regulatory body with authority. And they would be able to do to the United States and any country on earth what Dr. Fauci did to us, what the CDC did to us, because Fauci and the CDC relied on the recommendations from the WHO. The power to declare an emergency, that power would be given to the executive a director at the World Health Organization so they could declare an emergency for a pandemic or even the possibility of a pandemic. And then nations would be forced to have to do the bidding of the WHO. And they enforce this through what this guy just said in this clip, which is every single human on earth will be given a digital identity on your phone. There'll be a QR code. And if you're in compliance with what the WHO has mandated for you, testing, shots, boosters, then you get to travel or you don't get to travel. And that, that will be merged with your electronic medical records. Eventually that'll be merged with your digital currency and your whole life will be on your QR code, but it will be run through the World Health Organization through the UN. That's the platform for global governance. We've never had this level of control ever in history. This, is, this would be a first where we have a global body and every, all 194 nations would give up their sovereignty to the World Health Organization and empower them to declare an emergency. And once they have that power, then they can tell us what it is we have to do. And the number one question people ask me is, yeah, but how's the WHO going to enforce this? Well, just think, the big dog on the block, which is the United States of America, the Biden administration is leading this effort. They want to empower the World Health Organization. They want the World Health Organization to do this. And also for the last three years, whatever the WHO said, if they said jump, we jumped. And so this wouldn't be anything new, only now 
we have nowhere to appeal. This is essentially giving up the United States sovereignty, our freedom to the United Nations healthcare arm, the WHO. And once you give up freedom, you don't give it back. It doesn't get any bigger than this. This is as big as it gets when you give away freedom to the WHO. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin brought his amendment to the Senate just about two weeks ago. And that amendment said anything that passes at the World Health Organization would be treated as a treaty and it has to come on and get voted on in the Senate. The Democrat-controlled Senate uh, voted the Johnson Amendment down. So we know where the Senate is coming from. They, they're not going to see it that way. But the Biden administration is taking a dual track approach. They want this to pass. They want to give up our sovereignty. And so they're going both through a global pandemic treaty, actually called a global pandemic treaty. They want that to go through. But they're also just trying to bring amendments to the World Health Assembly. Because once amendments are passed, at the World Health Assembly, they don't have to come back to the U.S. And here's the dirty little secret that most people don't know. The National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, was passed and signed by Joe Biden December 23rd of 2022. It's the must-pass piece of legislation that runs the Defense Department. Contained in that bill was the was a, a, an act within an act and it said this if there are any amendments that are passed at the world health assembly we will deem that the united states government approves of them and they don't need to come back to congress this was contained steve in the ndaa so obviously somebody was thinking about this ahead of time because they knew that the most successful track would be through changing amendments in Geneva, Switzerland in this last week of May. They almost got it done last year, but enough people were alerted. This thing got stopped. It can get stopped again this year, but I'm telling you, this is the intention of the Biden administration. They wanna empower the World Health Organization so that the whole world can come under uh, the World Health Organization's control through emergency powers, but then also so that we have a digital ID and a QR code and we're restricted based upon what the World Health Organization allows based on that QR code. I don't know if you remember, but uh, President Trump, uh, we were we, he removed us from the World Health Organization. Yeah, he did. I mean, uh, he had he had no use for the WHO. Uh, they are. Basically, an arm of uh, the CCP, you know, the Chinese uh, Communist Party. And yeah, the amazing thing is we're going to give up our sovereignty. So there are a lot of people that are listening right now that are no vaxxers. Means you said no. I'm not getting. I'm not getting the jab. I'm not getting the shot. You're right. Well, well, forget, to do that. Forget traveling. Forget traveling. Under this rule, forget everything because. They can take your money. They can take everything that they want to take from you. You decide that you're going to be a no-vaxxer. Right. You know, um, your property that you own probably somewhere down the road could be seized. You rent a place, yeah, you could be kicked out because you're a health risk. What they probably and, would do, Bill, is put a lien on your property, meaning you weren't, you, you weren't vaxxed. Well, then we're going to put a lien on your property so you can't sell it. Yeah. So, so if you want to sell it and move somewhere else, no way. It would have been nice if you had uh, gotten the vaccination 
And you still can if you get the vaccination. Although there's going to be, they're going to penalize you for it. No matter what, you're giving up your rights. You're giving, you're probably going to give up. Well, not probably. There's going to be religious uh, rights with that too. They go the way, you know, out the door. Uh, we're going to give up a lot. And Biden wants to do it. You heard what she said. Uh, the big supporter of this whole movement is the Biden administration. The what Biden does Biden ad- care? How You know, how? I'm not saying this to be negative, but, you know, at some point in time, you enter the final chapter of your life. And then you, you get to a point to where you don't care. You know, and I think that's how he is in politics. He goes, I'm going to make a mark. I'm going to do this. And I don't care what you think. Boy, this I, is what I, I'm going to do. I saw a picture yesterday. This is a little bit off the track, but somebody took a picture of Biden in Ireland talking, and it was from behind. Yeah. And if you are if you are somebody who believes in disguises, disguises, you would look at the back of Biden's neck. Oh, see the little flap, and it looks like he's. It looks like it's a it's a mask, mm-hmm. and and the guy, someone said. The caption was like, uh, it looks like his mask needs to be refitted or something like that. But it was it was interesting. I mean, some people believe there are doubles, you know, in in the, the, the administration. People in power use them uh, on a regular basis. And nowadays, with uh, the sophistication of disguises, some people think those doubles are actually people who are made to look like not just people who look like, you know? Mm-hmm. So That'd be interesting if, you know, uh, somebody somehow got in there and got the mask off and it was somebody entirely different because that would open up a whole new can of worms. Well, of course, that, that, that video would never make it out. Everything would be shut down. The uplinks would be shut down. The people that were there that saw yeah. it would be uh, something would happen where it, you know, something devastating. It was, it was fascinating. I'll, I'll have to send you the picture because right. uh, it, it's, I looked at it and I thought, well, you know, unless that's Photoshopped, which is a possibility too. Somebody may have thought, well, I can make that look like a mask. But it was presented as if this is real. <laughs> um, well, I, I've, I've seen pictures like that before, and uh, there are people out there that believe that uh, – the, the the Joe that goes around a lot of times is not really Joe. Hey, uh, during the uh, the five on Fox News on Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. there was a, a little bit of a conflict about electric Uh-oh. vehicles uh, between Geraldo Rivera and Greg Gutfeld, and I think Greg got the uh, upper hand. Listen, or did that right. I'm trying to control myself. <laughs> Why? Because you said Evie Bentley. And you just explained why people like you find it so easy to sermonize about electric vehicles because you can afford it. Are you attacking me? Yes, I am attacking you. <laughs> you deserve it. But then you, I have to counterattack when you finish. I, well, no, the thing is, what I'm pointing out is you just said Evie Bentley to our audience, right? Who has to pay for the charging stations? Our audience, right? Who has to pay for the transition from gas to electric stoves? Our audience. Who has to pay the for the cancer they get the when they from the gas-powered oh car? Oh, God, you don't even have the science to Can back I? that up. You have to bear the brunt of your beliefs, and you don't, because you can afford an EV Bentley. 
We're telling our What kind of cars do you drive? Well, when I was in the you 19- want to list them? Chrysler? Craig? I you want to list Chrysler? your cars? Yes, yes. Your vintage car? Yes, a $45,000 car. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's no Bentley. When I'm I sorry, Geraldo. In it's the no 1960s, Bentley. By the way, you let's, could not I want to see move across on. the city. You, you, you stepped in it. I'll let. I'll, I'll back off. You could not. I'll back off. I'm gonna. I'm gonna continue. The green movement is tied up in knots right now. Electric cars exploit cheap human labor in Africa and in China. The climate predictions are falling apart. The smart folks are flocking to nuclear. And identity politics stole the thunder from the climate agenda. And how do you know that? You got to look at ESG, right? Equity, social governance. Why are they packed together like that at companies? It's because you couldn't do climate on its own because no one bought it. Geraldo talking about an EV Bentley. For those who mm-hmm. aren't aware, Bentley is just one iota of a difference, just one slight grade below a Rolls Royce. Okay, they're both incredibly expensive cars. Uh, I think uh, some of them go into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, as opposed. Yeah, to- and and he's talking about an EV and saying, "Oh, yeah, the cancer." <laughs> Do you know the chemical elements and the dangers of the EV? I mean, I can talk about a fire that happened uh, just outside of Boston of a car that uh, uh, they, they burned could, itself they, up when it was in Iraq. They had a heck and of it they took put, hours to put it out. Yeah, it kept it you know, kept reigniting. Yeah, it took it took uh, several engine, you know, tankers of uh, <laughs> yeah. of water to put it out, which is not the thing to do. Plus. The chemicals that it released and were breathed in, far worse than, you know, I'm not saying cancer is not bad, but far worse than what Geraldo was trying to cling his uh, little, you know, fingers around, uh, you know, as his hope of getting out And then out of let's, let's say hypothetically yeah. the car was okay, the batteries were shot. It's probably totaled. <laughs> I mean, if the car didn't burn, if it was in an accident and the battery compartment was destroyed, uh, and they had to replace the batteries. Mm-hmm. That's basically the value of the car. Well, if the battery shorts out, it's dead. Uh, that is the replacement of the car. Because when you get to uh, the fifty percent mark of the value of a car, it's deemed total. Yeah, and it goes off to the salvage yard. Now somebody can get it, put a new battery in it, or rework it, and you know our title of the thing. But when you've got and you don't have a $45,000 EV car unless it's got a very small engine in it. You know, you've got a sixty, eighty thousand, or $100,000 car. EVs are not cheap if you want to get something that has any oomph to it at all. Mm. And we don't even have the charging station set up everywhere for them yet. You charge it from your own home. You plug it in at the house. Wait until you get that power bill. You know, huh. you get stuck in the middle of nowhere with an EV. And you're stuck. It's not walking to the nearest gas station with a five-gallon can to get gasoline. That car becomes a paperweight. It doesn't move. No, it doesn't. And you can't do anything to get it to move except get a charge on it. And unless they, somebody comes up with, I'm going to have a truck that has a generator and a mobile charging station, You'd probably make some money on the short end of that stick because that would be probably handy. A lot of people are doing this EV thing, but we are not there yet. I'm, we are not there as a society. I've often wondered why they don't have swappable batteries where all the cars use a standardized battery and mm-hmm. and then then you could literally drive to a gas station or a, or a charge station, forget charging, 
just pull in, pull your batteries, and put new batteries in. You know, like have someone come over and just put in however you're down in this much voltage. <laughs> you put so many batteries in, you're back to a full yeah. charge, and you leave. But it, I think they're so competitive in Detroit. They have their own systems, their own battery systems. That's part of their selling point. Our batteries last longer. I think the Tesla has uh, an amazing battery system and a charging system that is kind of unique to the Tesla and Tesla alone. And there's a problem right there because when you have, it was kind of like in the days of uh, AM radio with the broadcast stereo for it. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of ways to do it, but they couldn't, you know, they couldn't focus on one technology. Right. So really, it never happened. Yeah, you you can transmit in stereo, and AM could do it for a long time, and it sounds great. But the point is, is that they couldn't get together on the technology, so it went by the by. Well, that's what's going on with electric. You you sit there and talk about lithium. Lithium's dangerous, but it is something that is out there. There is a thing of taking spent nuclear rods and uh, taking that and turning that into like a, you know, a finite powder that is a forever battery. And, you know, makes sense to do that. You know, if we can recycle certain things, it's a beautiful thing. But, you know, I don't think we have our energy uh, crisis solved on any level. I'm not a big nuclear. Yeah. Propo- I, I'm not big on nuclear energy because I know the waste from it lasts forever. Can you imagine if we had nuclear powered cars? You, you probably would need uh, a a nuclear battery the size of, uh, uh, I don't know, a wallet. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have to be very big to run, no. and it would probably last you forever. It would probably last longer than the car. Oh, you could probably take the battery and swap it to another car. You could have a, a car for several generations. Yeah, yeah you could. But, uh, but again, then you've got the makings of somebody goes, you know, I don't know. There's there's things out there. Well, there's a lot of ways you can make bombs and dirty bombs. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm thinking too far beyond. But simple fact is we don't have this one quite figured out yet. Another thing, Bill, have you noticed that a lot of the promises the Republican majority made uh, haven't come to fruition? I mean, they were talking about uh, we were going to have another January 6th committee. We were going to have uh, all of the video from the protest in January 6th released to the public, and it hasn't happened yet. Uh, a lot of people are becoming disenchanted with uh, the, these false, uh, vacuous promises that the Republicans Well, are made. they false, vacuous promises, or are the Democrats, you know, keenly in, uh, you know, uh, in place in key places to stop them from doing a lot of things? And then they got the, the left media that, uh, you know, that takes everything and vilifies everything they're doing. And they, they twist the stories. I think we have rhinoitis myself. I think we have rhinoitis. Well, we could have that, too, and we should have gotten rid of that because mm. if we don't fix that in, uh, well, we should have fixed it now. There's already elections in, in many key states, including Pennsylvania, that are coming up. Uh, and things, you know, people are noticing. And the Democrats are sure quick to point out those discrepancies because they want to take things back. See, it was better off when we were there. No, it wasn't. Now, wasn't uh, John Fetterman due back, like, really soon? Didn't he Didn't he come out a couple of weeks ago and say, uh, I'm home now and yeah, I'll be back, back soon? he should have been back now. Where the he heck is he? He should have been back now. 
Where the heck is John well, Frederick? I don't know. I think that was all a lie just to say it is. And people in the back of their mind, oh, yeah, he's back. But they don't see him. Mm-hmm. And until somebody goes and, uh, you know, climbs to the top of the mountain and blows the bugle and says, Betterman's not back! <laughs> Another know, thing is, catches on. You, Diane Feinstein is, uh, she's, apparently she's uh, uh, not well and she hasn't been back and she has asked that uh, somebody sit in for her on some of her committees. Uh, and I guess that's she in did the that once before, but she's right now. Now they're saying she really should just uh, resign from her. They seat. were saying that before, and then they kind of, you know, just swept it away. And they're trying to do that now, but uh, she's a placeholder. Another uh, report from the Spectator on Thursday revealed that Senate Republicans are anticipating Senate Ma- Minority Leader Mitch Mitch McConnell will retire fall, uh, after a uh, nasty fall at the old Trump Hotel in Washington. You know, there wasn't a lot of talk about that fall. I mean, it was just like Mitch fell, and initially it was made to sound like it was nothing to worry about. He'll be back mm-hmm. in a few days. But he has never returned. So uh, apparently it was much worse than everyone said. And Who's uh, going to fill the shoes? Well, they're, they're talking about a lot of people, but Senator John Cornyn, Republican of Texas, a rhino uh, has undertaken the most aggressive efforts so far. So we may see Mitch leaving uh, Congress. I don't know. I think that... Uh, uh, you mean the Senate? I, I'm, yeah, leave the Senate. I do think that there's a lot more to that story that we don't know about either. There's a lot of things that happen in D.C. that we truly don't have all the info on, you know? Uh, and, no. and it's unfortunate. We don't know what's going on with this this uh, big leak, and we don't know what's happening for real with uh, Fetterman and uh, Feinstein and McConnell. Uh, we're being told little snippets, things that they want you to hear, but not necessarily all the details. Anyway, my friend, that's that's about it. We've uh, we've done another weekend update. Uh, you can contact us, folks, at 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Or you can uh, shoot your uh, you know your emails to us. It's mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. There's all uh, mail at itsanotherday.com. My <laughs> mouth we- is not Bill, working. It's the weekend. You can do it. That's okay. Yeah, and then there's mail at crnamerica.com. And uh, this show brought to you by my mouth with one convenient location. <laughs> To confuse you. (laughs) Hey, have a good remainder of your weekend, my friend. Take care. You do the same.